Before the creation of the fifth age in which we live, the world had already been destroyed four times over. The first had been devoured by jaguars sent by the god Tesotlipoca after he was struck from the sky by his brother Quetzalcoatl. The second world that followed had been swept clean by the mighty winds of the very same Quetzalcoatl after its inhabitants had descended into savagery and showed no reverence for their gods. The third world perished in a great rain of fire that left nothing but ashes. From these ashes, the Aztec gods rebuilt the world, and this time its caretaker was to be the goddess Chalchu Tlikwe, she of the Jade Skirt. Accused of caring for humans out of selfishness and only loving them for their praise and worship, the goddess wept tears of blood that flooded the world and ended the age of the fourth sun. At the beginning of the time of the fifth sun, the gods of the Aztec pantheon gathered within their magnificent city, Here, the gods sacrificed themselves to usher in a new age. This city still stands today, abandoned long before the Aztec became a mighty empire. Who built the monumental pyramids that the Aztec found and led them to name this sacred place the City of the Gods? What secrets have archaeologists uncovered since its excavation? What mysteries still intrigue scientists to this very day? Join the theorists as they take a stroll down the avenue of the dead within the truly lost city of... Teotihuacan. Welcome to Alien Theorist Theorizing Case File 140, Teotihuacan. Teotihuacan. I'm Braden. I'm Zell. I'm Dan. And I'm Andrew. Yeah, yo. Teotihuacan. Um, ancient City. First off, I've got to start on some sad news. Terrible. If 2020 hasn't crushed you enough... Um, during Operation Inspiration, uh, yesterday, one of the snowbirds, which is, I don't like they're one of the close flying jets, like they always put on an air show. One of them crashed. One of the pilots passed away. Uh, the other one seriously injured and they crashed into a house as if 2020 couldn't get even worse. It wouldn't even let us have Operation Inspiration. Couldn't so let us have Our it. hearts go out to, uh, the snowbirds. And everyone's family's involved there. Tragic yeah. news in Canada. Yeah, that was. You watch the video and you're like, this can't be. Re- this can't be a real video. It was. Yeah, it looked. It looked. Uh, looked. It looked like they were trying to get the jet back towards the airport. Imme- That's what I took from it. Immediately after but- takeoff, some some type of issue. They try to turn back. They lost lift. Well, apparently what I was listening to today is like what the plan in those situations is they try to gain altitude to try and get time, like buy themselves time to sort whatever the fucking problem happened. Yeah. And that's why you could see them like they shot straight up, right? Turned around and shot and up. It, it, it looks like they lost power completely. They just dropped out of yeah. the sky and then they were so low to the ground when they ejected the parachutes didn't have a time to open completely. Well, so what I was hearing was that the 
they hit each other when they injected. Could have been something and that's, like that. And that's maybe potentially why one of the uh, pilots passed away. That's ter- yes. terrible. Terrible. Yeah. Terrible news. Horrifying, man. Something, um, good, something good's going to happen soon. I can feel yeah, it. Yeah, 2020, can't, I mean, I dare I say it, can't keep it up. <laughs> like, no. like, we need a break at some point. It's been something something almost every week. Um. All right, well, let's start off with a UFO. Why don't we fire up the random tron see what it maybe it'll give us a good a good one all right fingers crossed fingers crossed here we go let's do it come on baby good news bear oh i'm not getting anything oh, one second i'm fucking, response let me fucking smash this thing no Start starting again you fucker get out of here <laughs> There we go! Mongoose file, baby. Well, these are never good, so we're already off to a bad start. Already off to a bad start. (laughs) Thanks, 2020. Yeah, fuck. You're the mongoose. (laughs) Unfortunately. Fair, yeah. So, listen, you know, before we start these things, we know, you know what I mean? I'm going to talk like this is the first person, even though it frustrates some people. Yeah. Small group. Uh, but, you know what I mean? It's the only way I can, you know, tell the story properly, but it never happened. You know, it didn't happen to me. It happened to a friend of a friend of mine, which we already all know. So in this situation. And this one from like from when you told me earlier, like I've heard this story. It's not even a friend of a friend. This friend like doesn't even like this other guy. That it happened to. So really it's like, this is like, this is like sixth party information. Few friends removed. Yeah. He's actually kind of ashamed. Yeah. To even know the person. But anyways. There you go. So this takes place in a rather prolific part of a large city in Western Canada. Um, You know, it's, it's part of the city that's maybe a little bit more run down and you know what I mean? Popularized for drug use and homelessness. It's very unfortunate. Mm. Um, And in this- Like just coming to like my head, like for for my sake, when I'm thinking of like what you're describing here, my head immediately goes to downtown east side Vancouver. But like, I don't know where it is, but like that's what I think of when I'm trying to- It's a perfect way. And you know what? There's a a park in this downside of Vancouver that would, you know, fit this story perfectly. Oh, like, like, like Oppenheimer Park. Oppenheimer Park, exactly. Yeah, that's okay. Well, then, yeah, I, I can picture yeah. it. Yeah, okay, now I got a good mental picture here. So, Oppenheimer Park, aka Tent City, Vancouver, British Columbia, downtown east side. Obviously, didn't happen there, but we're using that just to kind of paint the picture yeah, for you. For look, it looks paint. like it. Yeah. So, they're in the midst of tearing said tent city down. And while they're removing these tents, they come across someone who is suffering from an apparent drug overdose now you know obviously they don't know all they can see is drug paraphernalia and a unresponsive person so they'd call 911 which we all know our friend of a friend of, of a friend of a friend works for 911 yes. yeah of course so he responds and right away there's about four cops surrounding this tent i'm like okay what the hell's going on here and the cops like yeah no worries like you know we we found uh we found, you know, a shotgun and some knives. So we're here. We, you know, we moved them. They're good. You're safe. Uh, patients in there. You know what I mean? She's not breathing. This and that. We go in, do a quick little sign, vital sign, check the pupils. 
obvious opioid related overdose. So we do our thing initially in these scenarios, which I'm sure the majority of the, you know, general public knows, you know what I mean? Opioids are a respiratory depressant. So, you know, you overdose, you're not breathing. So our number one tool is to use a BVM and breathe for them, right? Because they have no respiratory drive. So I'm sitting there and I'm, my friend's sitting there bagging this patient and it's first thing in the morning and thing, you know, things, not everything's clicking, not everything's clicking. And, you know, and he can kind of, I'm looking around, you know, look over to my partner. I'm like, you mind if you uh, could drop a uh, 0.4 in Narcan, we'll, we'll start 0.4 uh, intermuscular, go from there. And, you know, I see my partner slowly backing away out of the tent and I'm like, what, you know, what, what are you doing? What's going on? And doesn't say anything. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, well, that was weird. Like maybe she forgot something in the ambulance you know, no big deal. And, you know, about 30 seconds later, I had a cop come up and tap me on the shoulder. And he's like, we're going to, we're going to drag the patient out of the, out of the tent. And I'm like, why would we do that? You know what I mean? Like we got this fine. I feel safe. Everything's great. And he's like, just, just look up real quick and then just oh. grab a hold of her and we'll drag her out. And I'm like, okay. So I look up and I'm like, I don't, I don't know what I'm looking for here. I'm like, I'm assuming there's some type of weapon or, you know what I mean? I'm like, this is no big deal booby trap and you know what i mean i'm sitting there and i'm looking up and it's a little bit dark and then he flashes his flight his flashlight up on the fucking uh railing that's you know what i mean on the on the tent and i see these eyes looking back at me oh i'm like that's peculiar mongoose holy fuck fucking boa constrictor weaved Mm. up in the fucking raftings of this fucking tent i've never i was dude i was gone Drop the BVM, fucking gone. I was I, ready. Like I, I could have ran the fucking forty yard dash and like three point nine. Down, I read. The, I seen this story online. If this is the same story, I have a picture of said boa constrictor for, that was sent to me from a friend of a friend of mine, and okay. we can link that on the fucking live stream. And this, this is just this is just a picture of a boa constrictor for reference. Yes, from an unrelated incident in a, in a tent so, somewhere in a tent, in a tent similar somewhere. Tent. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's man. How big is this thing? This thing looks like it's 12 feet long. It's hard to tell, I guess, because it's all coiled up. But be honest with you, I wasn't. We should have called a, you know, who you should have called our fucking buddy lizard caveman. Lizard. Oh, yeah. yeah. He would have snatched that up. Well, listen, like everybody knows mongooses fight snakes. And but, you know, that's not a cobra. I'd fight a cobra, not a boa constrictor. That's just not my type of thing. It wasn't you anyway. So if you were there, you would have fought it. Exactly. Yeah, I wish baby, my friend there. of a friend I wish my friend of my friend of mine had a cool like you know Indiana Jones like I hate snakes catchphrase but no I couldn't even say anything. Shit his pants and no, ran out of the it's fucking It's more tent. of like a oh, oh yeah, like a fucking oh. full dropped a deuce in his pants and got the fuck out of there. Forgot the patient and everything. <laughs> Went back in for him, though, that's don't it. worry. So that's a, the, that's a good case. Your fun. friend your friend got the snake out and then saved the patient. No, no, did not touch the snake. <laughs> Killed the literally, snake. Literally Shit, stuck, the stuck an arm through the zipper of the fucking tent, grabbed a piece of clothing, and dragged it out one arm. What's <laughs> not going back in there? Not a fucking chance. <laughs> Left our O2 tank in there. Everything. Like, I'm not kidding. I'm out. Yeah, fuck that shit. I don't get paid enough for that. No, that's the last thing you're expecting is a fucking invasive snake in a Listen, tent. Listen, there's wild shit down there. Okay, like giant rats, cockroaches, bed bugs, everything like that. I'm not expecting fucking boa constrictors. No. Like, how is it even surviving in this climate? 
Well, right now, not to mention if this place is anything like the downtown east side, the people are some like something else. Like if it's if where this was similar, zombie land. Yeah, it's 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 uh, it can be pretty crazy. I mean that thing's. I've seen, prob- some, I've seen some. I've seen some shit down there <laughs> that that still haunts me. <laughs> Just walk into the P and E. Well, the Jesus. worst part. The worst part about this though is they've decided they're like randomly like we're gonna fucking clean up Oppenheimer Park. <clears throat> you know, it's a beautiful park. We're gonna clean it up. There's fucking sixty tents in Oppenheimer Park with I don't know how many people that live in those fucking tents. All the shelters are closed in the downtown east side right now. Where the fuck are these people going? It's going to make many small camps. Oh, buddy, you, you drive down Granville right now, and there's every single shop, there's people living in them. Like, it's it's crazy. They're scattered. They're as far as fucking Burnaby now. Like, they're everywhere. Yeah, it's wild times with that shit. Like it's nuts. Just reopen Riverview. Yeah, send them Seriously? back. Oh, yeah. Open it up. That's where they came from, right? Lot of- Not before we get in there. Yeah. <laughs> let's go in there, play a Ouija first. Um, all right, let's get onto this task at hand. Teotihuacan. So this is a ancient city located in Mexico. Let's get back to some ancient stuff. Ancient civilizations. Uh, what's uh, Teotihuacan all about? Dan, send us down. <laughs> send us down the road. Well, Teotihuacan is been called one of the first great cities in the western hemisphere it is is perhaps one of the oldest it's definitely i think in the top 10 of oldest inhabited cities uh it is abandoned it was abandoned at some point uh probably in about the fifth or sixth century bc is what i think they're making the call for it at this minute um the great thing or the mysterious thing about teotihuacan it is it is genuinely a mystery we don't know who built it Exactly. We're not sure who built it. Um, some people say they have a, a lot of scientists, people who have studied it, spent lifetimes studying this this city, um, think they have a pretty good idea. But in reality, no clue. Not really. A, no one knows 100% who built this city. The first real record of us of of the city actually being discovered was by the Aztecs in the 1400s uh, like a group of Aztecs warriors that were sweeping out of the south from their from their northern territories uh in Mexico found came upon this city and it was completely empty no people living there no evidence of people living there now was it it was uh, due to a volcanic eruption right Dan like that's what caused them to kind of scatter and go look around for a new place to settle uh, that's one of the theories. One of the theories is that, uh, perhaps at some point there was a, well, now you can kind of say almost perhaps volcanic eruptions bookended the, the Teotihuacano culture. So you can say that, yes, maybe a volcano caused people to leave the city. Um, or some sort of, uh, people are saying perhaps there was some sort of revolt or something like that. When the Aztecs discovered it, uh, they gave it the name Teotihuacan, which means city of the gods, or it can also be interpreted to mean where one travels to become a god, because they had believed when they came upon the city that only gods could have built something like this, something as grand like this. It, it, the the state that you see it in today, if you look up pictures of it, um, that is pretty much what the Aztecs found. Uh, some of it, uh, you know, a good chunk of it has been excavated, but the huge, the three uh, large pyramid structures that you had. So you had the Pyramid of the Sun, 
Pyramid of the Moon and the Pyramid of the Feathered Serpent are probably the three largest structures. Um, there's also a couple other ones. I know there's the uh, Dedo, which is the uh, known as the Citadel. And then there's uh, probably a couple other uh, complexes or um, what they call like a apartment, like apartment um I also call them like apartment complexes where the where the people yeah. lived around the city. Yeah, like sing, single um, story like apartment complex. Yeah, <laughs> right. So Teotihuacan, they believe the city was probably established sometime, or at least the the where the the general area of the city, the central area of the city, was probably established somewhere around 200 BC, and it reached it. They they say it's 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 period of uh, the highest development is their estimates. They put it between 100 BC and 650 AD, somewhere in there. Big, uh, big range. Right. And relative size, uh, it's actually uh, comparable to Imperial Rome at the time. So uh, like it, square mileage wise, it's, it's about as big as Rome was. Uh, scientists, you know, archaeologists put the population size of Teotihuacan somewhere around like 100,000, maybe 100,000, maybe 200,000. Not sure. Uh, when you compare that to Rome, Rome was about 500,000. Uh, oh. So the population density is a little bit different. But Rome was the biggest city at, uh, in the world at the time, right? Right. So, but Rome was also built in it, the, the building, you know, the building layouts were very different. Rome, Roman structures were mostly multi-tiered. They had multi-tiered housing. So, uh, and all of the, uh, most of the uh, structures in Teotihuacan that they found and excavated were all kind of single, single story ranch style structures about where people lived. So spread out far over a larger distance. And also right. another, another really important thing to, to remember about Rome is it wasn't built in a day. So. That's, there you go. <laughs> That's what they want you to believe. Again, uh, Teotihuacan, the, the archaeologists, what they've identified is they said that Teotihuacan doesn't really start taking off till that 100 BC era. They're saying that perhaps this was a time that uh, we do have evidence of a large volcanic eruption in the mid to late first century. Uh, it was the volcano known as, as Popocatepetl. Uh, which is southeast of Mexico, and they There's said, "There's no way you said that right." Mexico City, Popocatépetl, like that's how you say it. Popocatépetl. I mean, or he's, Popocatépetl. Let's be honest; it's, he's also butchering fucking Tio Chan. Tio Chan, yeah, that's why I read too. Fucking Tio Chan. Come on now, it's the American <laughs> pronouncing of it. Pronouncing. Um, this volcanic eruption, geologists put it at a VEI six, which is just under. VEI seven, which is the biggest, like uh, Mount St. Helens. Mount St. Helens was a VEI seven eruption. Seven is the biggest yeah. eruption in the that you could have in a volcano. Pretty much. I loved your description of that. It's a VEI six, just below. which is one under, just below a seven, <laughs> which but, is like the top. I but think VEI seven it is one VI above a VEI five. As a matter of fact, to place it right in the middle between those two. Just so you know. Maybe a VEI 6.5 would be somewhere in there. Yeah, you could throw a couple decimal points in there. Sure. Why not? Why not? <laughs> okay. Um, there's, uh, the, the prevailing theory now is that that volcanic eruption uh, caused a migration of sorts. Uh, a lot of um, 
other cultures ended up moving into Teotihuacan. So you had this mix. Yeah, Teotihuacan. Teotihuacan. Andrew likes to say. uh, Is what caused a kind of flourishing of uh, a cosmopolitan city of Teotihuacan. So now you have this mixture of cultures. You had Zapotec and Miztec and even Maya cultures intermixing in one city. And then it grew from there. So it was like and, it was like a new a modern or an an ancient New York City style, or as a melting point of like a bunch of different cultures, refugees ex- escaping whatever. Yeah, it's that's a that, prosper. Yeah, that's a good comparison. That would be I think you'd be about right. So, so and so they so this like melting point of civilizations are is what they think probably built this because they don't really know. Well, no, it's not that they, uh, maybe they helped build it. Sure. Um, the Teotihuacan, uh, culture actually from that point kind of exploded and, and scientists have said that they've been able to find that the Teotihuacano culture may have been the basis very much like how Greek, uh, how Greek culture influenced Roman culture, uh, the Teotihuacano culture, uh, influenced the Maya and the Aztec, and they were like the beginning. They were like so, the proto culture because a lot of the uh, a lot of the art and uh, sculpture and things like that, the, the artifacts that we can find, they find influences from Teotihuacan in those. So in the Mayan sculptures and and architecture, Aztec culture and architecture, all of that seems to kind of go back and find its origins in Teotihuacan. Right, so, yeah. Just by just by looking at it, you can tell, like, we went to Chicken Pizza, and the building structures of the Step Pyramid or the Step Pyramids are very, like, they resemble each other quite well. So, like, I know we don't have any, we don't have any hard facts as far as who built this, but from what I, like, now this could be subjective as far as the person's articles that I read, the, Marco Vigato it was his name, but... He was explaining that what he was thinking was the fact that the people who migrated to Teotihuacan built like there was already ruins there that they built on top of. Right. Yeah. That that's one theory that's been put forth is that perhaps that there's some people have said that there's some evidence to believe that the pyramids that are built there are built on top of pyramids that had already existed. But it, that's also. You know, we've heard that other other times with that well, Chichen Itza. culture, right? When one Ch- Chichen, Chichen Itza is a perfect example of that. Yeah, they had the right? they where they the would just pyramid. the calendar ends. They just build a new on new pyramid on top. Well, and yeah. they right, right so like they have the evidence of the of megalith megalithic structures, right? Those big fucking stone blocks and shit like that that they've used to like backfill these um, these pyramids. Well, yeah, like you can see, like if you. What I want, I always watch when I look at megalithic structures, I look at, number one, Graham Hancock. Number two, this guy, Brian Forster. You ever heard of Brian Forster? He he goes through the same way, like goes through all, he'll like go through all the, all the buildings of it. And he'll like, well, if you look here, like these temples or these pyramids all show like levels of construction. Like it, you could see like, okay, someone built it like this here and then was added onto here and it was refined here. And he's like, it was probably built over 200 years. They've. That's what he came to the conclusion. But like the, this, this is the same as like chicken pizza as in the megalithic stones. Uh, they are using like bigger stones than we would n- try and use now, but they're not like using megalithic stones as like the interior of the Great Pyramid, which is like three, like 
300 ton blocks. But they, it is a step pyramid and it's the biggest, I'm pretty sure it's what, second biggest pyramid in the world? Second biggest complex? Pyramid of the sun. Yeah. yeah. The pyramid of the sun here is the second, as the same footprint as uh, Giza, but it's like, what's Giza? It's a lot shorter. I think it's like 200 feet shorter. It's yeah. Not, it's not G- as Giza's, tall, but it is as wide. Yeah. Giza's like 440 feet and this one's 240 or 220. Right. But it's the it's same. It's about the length. Same it's ba- about girth. Yeah. It's about girth. It's about girth. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, so great. so let's uh let's uh, if you're watching the live stream, you can follow along. If you are listening to the podcast, we'll explain to you. I have let's go through the complex because there's the three main big temples, and then they're connected by like a 2.2 kilometer avenue called Avenue of the Dead. Badass, badass, badass name. So let's fucking pull it up here. Let's start. So at uh, this, ooh, hold on, hold on, hold on. What do you want? Enhance. I mean, enhance. Enhance. Starting Enhance. Starting with the one end, Temple of Quetzalcoatl. And so this is the smallest of the three step pyramids. So if you're following along, it's a step pyramid. It looks like it has like, what? One, two, three, four, five steps to get up. But on the backside, there's another set of stairs and it kind of leads to more of a mound. Like this one is much less refined. So a lot, that's what Brian yeah. Forrester saying is like, this was the original and then the one and built in front is newer. Is newer, which kind of makes sense. And a lot of the stuff, yeah, just the like the ones eroded and stuff. Yeah, a lot of the stuff, just like chicken pizza and other like, sites around the world, is they have been, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Refurbished. Well, so they, the thing with this too is, is like we're assume we're we can only assume this is what the original stuff looked like because you're just get you're seeing what they wanted you to see what their depiction and what they wanted to build on top of that was. It could be something completely fucking different. Like, yeah. un- what do you mean underneath? Yeah. You know like what I mean? Like you, we're just seeing what they, if, if that's right. Like if a thousand years before these people migrated uh, to Teotihuacan um, and they decided to build on top of these things, we're only seeing what they would want us to see. You know what I mean? We, we would have no idea of what these fucking pyramids would look like. Well, I mean, they, when they excavate, they find the steps some of them are more intact than the others. And they've, what I mean by refurbish is they, they've found the piece that looks the most complete and try to reverse engineer the, the stuff that's been destroyed by nature to look like it pretty much. Well, that, that now so, right. But if, if it's true that they actually did build on top of these things, right. Who the fuck knows what they look like. So you're saying there could be like something in the interior. Totally. Possibly. Maybe. Now, I don't know about the interior, but below the temple, as recently as 2003, they had found a big old tunnel underneath there, which was they found by actually by chance, yeah. which was actually pretty neat. That was a pretty big deal back in 2003. It was a huge like, thing. Was a big fuck. There was, was a huge fucking thing. It was well, uh, so there was a huge rainstorm and a sinkhole appeared and they're like, oh, fuck, how are we going to fix this site? Because it's a big form of tourism. And upon further inspection, they like were excavating the site. They realized they stumbled into a man carved tunnel with boulders blocking the the end of it, but actually it, it's like the sinkhole fell in the middle of the tunnel. So they're able to see that this tunnel continued on. Right. And they were excavating that thing for like a decade before like they for finally, 10 years, they were excavating it. Yeah. So they, and it's just like, they found all kinds of cool shit in there because the, the temple of the feathered serpent, that actual pyramid sits. And what they think is the, the geocentric middle center of the city is the actual center of the city. Yeah, I mean, you could, I guess you could say that because right now, like, 
a modern city is built all around. So if you went, if you, if you did went and find like excavated all the other shit around, yeah, like no. they could, you could say that. Yeah, was no, center. when they, yeah, when they've like they've mapped out what they have on the on the outsides, like using lidar and things like that, right? And and finding excavations of like kind of the orbiting, uh, the orbiting communities and 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 suburbs or whatever you want to call them. Uh, barrios or whatever um they're saying that the temple of the feathered servant sits in the middle now like are we sure that these are man-made tunnels and they weren't created by like lava you know what i mean like volcano induced they are pretty certain that these are carved because there's actually depictions of like what looks like water and stuff and dan maybe correct me is this where they found some mercury like liquid mercury in these tunnels well, I'm not sure if they found actual liquid mercury. I think they found evidence that there could be liquid mercury. They found cinnabar, which cinnabar is the the solid form of as well, basically the solid unrefined. They had form cinnabars of, back then. Yes, <laughs> you think about cinnabuns, <laughs> crazy cinnabun, Cinzio. Oh cinnabun. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, okay. Sorry, continue. <laughs> so the. Um, uh, so they found a, a large quantity of cinnabar underneath there, but I'm not sure if they found actual liquid mercury. Like they found evidence. I think they 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 thought they had, would find mercury, but when they fully excavated it, yes, like you said, they found uh, evidence of a water line uh, in the in the end chamber beneath the. What, there's actually a huge chamber that sits underneath the temple of the feathered serpent. Yep. Uh, they said it sits in like a certain cross shape. And there they had found these remarkable figures. They had found four of these figures were uh, uh, positioned in such a way that they were gazing into the, what would be the exact center. And the archaeologist who, who, who excavated it, Sergio Gomez, like he even he said, we have no idea how they lined up the, the bottom chamber with the exact center of the of the temple. The top platform. Like, yeah. Right. So they have they have no idea how they did it. Um, and and to address Andrew's point about uh, perhaps it was a volcanic tunnel, they they found evidence of they found stone tools like they found evidence of tools that they used um, to, to excavate it. So they did use stone tools. Yeah. Stone and wood tools. That's, they found dragon glass, they Dan. They found obsidian down there. Right. Dragon and they, glass. They, uh, actually, Teotihuacan was actually known. Uh, as a pretty uh, like advanced in their obsidian production, uh, which some some archaeologists, some anthropologists say that's perhaps what made them. I heard they had powerful an economic power. I heard they had resident dragons. It only yeah. makes sense. <laughs> resident only dragons melting sense. down sand. All right, but hey, before we get too far into dragons, let's take a quick beer break. Yeah, I gotta take a quick beer break. I actually got to pee too, so let's. Uh, we'll be right back in just a second. All right. Yeah, one of the one of the things that I was that I kept reading was like, why is there pools of mercury underneath Teotihuacan uh temples? So like I was expecting like some like you know River of Mercury from the from some fucking weird ass like you know, like scene sequence from the mummy returns or something where they go into the chamber, <laughs> there's just like this pool of silverly liquid, everyone's painted in gold getting so sick from bathing in it. 
<laughs> well, I mean, that's one of the comparisons that they had put when they when they found evidence of mercury or what they thought uh, could be uh, liquid mercury. Uh, they compared it to the the temple uh, or no, the burial of one of the, the famous emperors of China, where they said that there is perhaps somewhere in their burial chamber is a scale model of their city, which is covered in rivers of mercury. And it's one of the reasons that they can't excavate it because they're not 100 percent sure they actually don't they're not sure if that actually exists it's a legend and people say that's true but they actually have no idea if that is true so it kind of stops them but but archaeologists like we have to be safe anyways um but speaking of gold they also found evidence of pyrite fool's gold which had been actually spread over the tunnel um and they would say that this this whole back when it was a fully functioning city, this chamber would have perhaps been a place for uh, rituals by the, the Teotihuacano priests uh, that they would have filled this chamber with water. Um, water was supposed to represent be uh, kind of the, the underworld or uh, the beginning of creation because the, the Mesoamerican creation myths all start with like primordial water and, and rising from that water was earth and and the gods all came from that so they would kind of you know their interpretation of it it was these priests would you know have a procession down through this dark tunnel you know having their torches out lighting up the the chamber uh that was covered in pyrite so you'd get this kind of uh sparkly uh, yeah you get a sparkly celestial effect it's cool uh, as you yeah as you went there because they did find evidence of offerings uh you know jewelry um uh, animal sacrifice. I think there's there's also some evidence of human sacrifice, which was part of the the some of the meso. I mean, they definitely did find evidence of human sacrifice, um, which is part of their culture. And so you had this, and they were pro- probably all high as fuck. I don't know because yeah, what's yeah. the cactus down there? Peyote or something, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so I can yeah I can imagine. Uh, I can imagine it's a pretty trippy experience. <laughs> Put this shit on the walls, man. It looks crazy. <laughs> That's fucking nuts. So I'm sure they were all tripping balls as they went down that thing, and I'm sure it was a pretty cool experience. Uh, I'd probably be a little bit claustrophobic myself, but fuck, like, I don't know. That's your job, and you're a high priest of um, yeah. Teotihuacan. Like, hey, shit. I mean, if, whatever. If that's if that's your like if that's your religion to like observe like pretty much observe the stars and worship the stars and you recreate like that in an underground tunnel. This is badass. Oh, yeah. Everyone would be so impressed with pop me. a little peyote down the tunnel. You go crawling down yeah, to come in my, come into my water tunnel. Yeah. With my mercury. Dip your, grotto. Grotto. Lay in the, Dip your toes yes. in my mercury. <laughs> Look at Chill my pyrite. My mercury grotto. What's up? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So let's, uh, let's move up the Avenue of the dead. So there's the three main temples and there's a bunch of other stuff, but we'll probably only talk about the three main because they're the most significant. So as you exit the temple of Quetzalcoatl or the feathered serpent, you then venture up. It's like 2.2 kilometer venture or the whole thing's 2.2, but to the pyramid of the sun is like 1.6 or something. And the pyramid of the sun is the biggest pyramid in the Western hemisphere and the, Enhance. and the third in the world behind the Great Pyramid and the Second Pyramid of Giza. Yeah, that's a big old pyramid. I think I, I got a 3D button here. What, what happens if we go 3D? Oh, oh shit! Whoa, oh, we go that. 3D. 
Oh shit! <laughs> so if you're watching the live, tech up in this bitch. Holy smoke! If you're not watching the live stream and you've never seen a picture you're of the pyram- pyramid of the sun, it is a step pyramid with a. It's as we said the same like baseline as the Great Pyramid of Giza, and it steps up, and you can actually is you can actually still climb this one legally without having to grease the guards and jump up the backside or anything like that. <laughs> so. And this is a fucking cool looking pyramid, man. It's not uh, it's not made with the same like giant stone structures as other pyramids, but it definitely is beyond comprehension for the time, especially in that region of the world. You know, you, you had like the Romans building. Romans and Greeks had been building crazy shit with gigantic megaliths for a long time, but you don't really have. If you follow the, the timeline of North American settlement or of like um, the Americas, North and South America, they say like they came across the land bridge and they filtered down and they eventually made their way down to South America and set up shop. But you see stuff in South America that is way more megalithic in nature than this, but you don't see anything as tall or as big as the Pyramid of the Sun at Teotihuacan. And I, I think people, it's one of those things too when you look at the pictures of this, and I'm sure I'm sure I've never been there, but it's definitely on my list. But like even when I look at the pictures, some of those structures, I mean, they look like landing pads. And after being to Chichen Itza, when you're looking at some of them, you're like, all right, there's this, there's this. And then you're like, then there's this just perfectly flat, like square. I'm like this, like to me and my brain, like knowing where helicopters and stuff land, <laughs> looks like a landing pad. It does. And then you look at this structure and they have one like right in the middle where you would like land and then like go and walk up the stairs. And you know, like Dan said earlier, they call this the what was it the um, the place you go to become a god? City of right? gods. What if or... it's the place the place where you go because you get taken away by the gods? The city of the gods. Yeah, the aliens, buddy. There you go. Building this right. Shit. And when you look at these, when you look at these structures now, yeah, they're very flat. They look like they're they could be perhaps used as a landing pad. Uh, but back then. A lot of archaeologists archaeologists are saying that they do have evidence showing that these structures would have been covered, not just these, because what we're seeing right now is just the stone. We're seeing the stone and the dirt yeah. that's there now. Before, these probably would have been covered with additional wooden structures. Painted wooden structures would have w- went over the actual oh, okay. the temples themselves. Yeah. Well, and also, like I, I think it's more so. It's not to to take you up, you know, to see the gods. I think it's to take you down into these caves. You're going to fucking take a little bit of this peyote. You're going to look at these fucking cool stars and then you're going to become a fucking god because you're fucked out of your tree. Ascend to goddom. Hell yeah. Yeah, that, that 100%. Send you a little space travel. Pew, 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 pew. Underneath, looking at the stars. Fuck yeah, buddy. Little lasers. Dip you in the fucking mercury. <laughs> <Yeah>. Probably <laughs> has some added, added effects. Dip your toes in mercury. Get a, you know, a little mercury poisoning at the same time doing peyote. Maybe there's some type of connection in there that we don't know about. I'm not recommending worm. doing the worm is the gu- the worm is the Stargate gold. Don't break <laughs> open your thermometers and do any mercury. That's a stupid idea. Yeah, don't do that. Don't do that. Definitely don't yeah. do that. <laughs> I saw Braden do it once and he kept walking around screaming, I'm a golden god. So it makes sense. <laughs> yeah. This is true. Um, that was just a regular Saturday. I'm pretty sure the Temple of the Sun has the has that special thing about it where it's like it was built to align itself. I'm pretty sure with the the mountain that's in the back of it, right? 
pretty sure there's a there's a large mountain that sits in the back and now uh they do know that a lot of mesoamerican cultures did revere the land and they always tried to build their temples to kind of uh resemble mountains because they considered mountains sacred and that's why most of their temples have uh chambers that are underneath because caves are also considered sacred uh, even the aztec culture they their creation myth or their origin story was that they were the the seven tribes of the Aztecs were came from a, a underground seven underground chambers that were underneath a mountain and that's where they had originated from. So um, the the Temple of the Sun is also interesting because they built it so it would align itself with the rising of the sun on the day that intersects with their ritual calendar and the solar calendar. The ritual calendar was, uh, I think it's like 205 days, uh, which is where they would have their feasts and the religious ceremonies, rituals, things like that. And then they had the regular uh, solar calendar, 365 days. And then when on those two calendars, when they intersected, that's when the sun would rise over the Temple of the Sun. Yeah. So what I what I read from Hancock, Graham Hancock, he's super into it. So he says that the this whole the Avenue of the Dead, which which all the pyramids and stuff align, is built at fifteen point five degrees that uh, pointing northeast. So fifteen point five off true north, and so it lines up with the two sunrise dates on February eleventh. And October 29th, and the sun sets on October 13th and April 30th, and the two and they're separate. Those are separate separated by periods of 260 days, and creating a 260 day astronomical calendar cycle, which is a feature of many Mesoamerican cultures. So this was right. this whole site was, whichever way you look at it, is done purposefully built that way altogether, which is bananas. Which still boggles the mind at how these ancient, you know, people working with stones and stuff who are high on peyote, <laughs> swimming in fucking liquid mercury, are building these structures that perfectly line up like this. I'm just saying the like the feet and the mathematics and stuff to like be this precise back then. It's still every time I think about it, and having some construction background, and if you were like, all right, Braden, like you, you need we need you and Zelda build a house. And the point is going to be perfectly aligned with the sun on this day. And we're like, yeah, okay. All right, so like, <laughs> okay. And I'll be like, so I guess we have to wait till that day to see, like get some measurements at that day. And then hopefully we do it right. And we won't know for another year. Well, that's the thing. Like, like, it just that's blows the thing. me away. That's the thing that they've had. Like, these cultures, like if you go with that, they don't really have a lot to do at night, which we've talked about a lot. And you're always staring at the stars and you're tracking sunsets and you got your people always for hundreds of years. Let's say for 200 years, you calculate. You're probably, you probably have a rough idea. So as, lo as long as, if you knew that before the construction started, I could see you be able to build it because if you could map those two points with a really, really long rope, a big straight line, and you build off that line, you could get it pretty close. But to be able to figure it out that precisely in the first place would be fucking crazy. It seems... I mean, Seems yeah, I mean, like you said, yeah, you got nothing else to do at night. Like, there, I, I can't even, it's it's hard for me to comprehend. You got peyote. Like, you yeah. got peyote to do. <laughs> Not everybody <laughs> has peyote in the, like, that's maybe the, the high priest have peyote. High priest peyote. But it's not like everywhere. 
but I imagine like, you know, they, they would stare at the, 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 the night sky, the way that we watch TV at night, you know, they're outside and they, you know, when you watch the sky long enough, you will be able to see like the brightest bodies, like where they put it, especially the planets or, uh, you know, especially bright planet like Venus, you'd be able to see that Venus doesn't track the same as the other stars. I mean, you know, you can see it all. Oh, it's over here today, as opposed to it was over there, you know, you know, three days ago or another a month ago. And, you know, for them, that's like probably the fucking, you know, that's their Rick and Morty. It's well, watching that. Yeah. <laughs> think about it too, right? Because you're going to have out of how many of those people that are sitting there staring at the sky, there's going to be a fucking Elon Musk and a Bill Gates of the, that fucking time that could come up with some fucking <laughs> rad shit. You're going to have a Maester Dan staring at the, you know, the stars coming up with cool ideas. Yeah, but I'm gonna say your over your overwhelmingly average is gonna be your Braden, Andrew, and Zells. Yeah, and we're the guys that they're gonna be like, <laughs> hey, go jokes. do this, go do this, cracking like, okay. jokes. Well, listen, if they told us to go do this, we're it's not getting done. First off, we're gonna chew a bunch of spits, and we're gonna air guitar to Freebird, All but the time. nothing's getting done properly. Yeah, you're you're talking at construction project projects here that, like, we do not have. In modern and times. that's why we would find your bodies in the sacrifice pits. Hundred percent, hundred percent. But that's like if you built it and you say, "Oh, I got Along nothing with time. But if you build it, <laughs> yeah, just a, just a pile, a mound of spit, dill pickles. Zell yeah. would be stoned on peyote. Yeah, I'd be I'd be the king of peyote. But if you if you built these things, you built these structures. It's and like I get it, but I don't see that these structures being like you put them together, then you're like, oh, you know what? <sighs> we we were close, but we fucked it up. Yeah, tear it down, tear it down. I guess. What? Like it seems like such a huge project that like it doesn't seem feasible to me that you would see that them them fucking it up and being like, well, it just seems so out of when I look at these things and know the time. I'm like. It just still seems out of reach for those civilizations to build these things to me. It hundred percent does, just because the sheer amount of work to build them. Like you're yeah, no no pack animals, no wheel, that, no large large machinery. That's you know, what they no, say. No metal tools. That's what they say. Yet you manage to. I don't know how many. I don't know if anyone's done an estimate of how many fucking stones are cut into that pyramid, all joined together by mortar and. The step, you know what's the most precise thing on this thing is the steps. The steps are equal top to bottom within like, you know, you ever been on like a, a staircase where you trip on the step because it was a one inch taller or one inch shorter or something? Yeah. They don't have that on this. That's a lot and, of they, and they don't have, and they didn't have tape measures or levels. Well, they had, me I think they they had did, measuring they devices. They did have a standard of measurement though. Yeah, um, they, they had something. Yeah, it's probably of, some guy's leg. No, well, they said they said that they found out. Uh, you know, they've calculated out to be where it would be from your heart out to the length of your middle finger, is what they considered a standard of measurement. It was which their is somewhere unit. around. Yeah, I forgot what they said. How many? Yeah, average of what it would be. Yeah, but it's going to differentiate per person. Right. It was like yeah, I know, and but that was the thing. It was like so. It was a little bit you know, off yeah. a little bit, but that was their standard of measurement. So one of those guys would last about two steps and then he'd die because it would take you about a hundred years to fucking do it. Well, I'm sure <laughs> back then, you know, probably, the, eh, probably their diets were a lot more uniform. They didn't have that much variation. So I'm sure people were about the same, especially if it's a mostly homogenous culture. So I would assume that like most of the people would actually need to be pretty, 
be a much less no, dynamic know, range of height and weight probably back then. Yeah, you wouldn't have I don't think you'd have the 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 supreme variation like we have today where it's like yeah, like you know, NBA players and then you've got like us Andrew. <laughs> well, you, I I have I'm a feeling like fucker. <laughs> 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 I also have a feeling like bullying back then if you were like if you were like Andre the Giant back then you would have been like stoned to death or something like you would have been picked on yeah, you're too for big being so different you're too big you're too yeah. different yeah and or it, if you were too short like same thing like I don't think you know like just even if just we're just pack animals we pick on we pick on what's different so if you were too different back then I don't I think your chances of uh staying out of the 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 spit the spitz pile was uh, slim to none. Anyways, the I found the Teotihuacan unit is thirty-two, roughly translates to thirty-two point six eight inches or point eight three of a meter. One unit. Yeah, that seems about right. Point eight three, like. So they say. Uh, they say, Graham Hancock also says that roughly it's about two hundred and sixty units. Each side is the base of this pyramid, which is the same amount of days between. The sunsets and sunrise of the calendar that they Get use. Get out the fuck out of here! So, Get the hell out of there with these measurements. What? And like you, you find that a lot of them, a lot of repeating. Like they find a pattern and they just they'll put that pattern into what they're doing because that's what they base their religion or their philosophy off of like, yeah when you're building these temples on the premise that you're like if we get this wrong the entire world is gonna fucking land <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you fuck this up I, you well know. you know what i think they <laughs> fucked it up dan i think they fucked it up yeah well they yeah they must we're paying the consequences because they're all gone they're gone they fucked it up they didn't yeah. quite get it right they fucked it up big time <laughs> It's still like somebody's me, finger was a little too long. Yeah. And, yeah. and over the scale of the pyramid, it's all fucked. It's all jiggity jank. That's all it would take. That's all it would take. Well, you know what? The, one of the pyramids ah. I read that was, there was not a perfect square. So someone got killed for that for sure. Used exactly. the wrong, wrong uh, measurement. You, you don't think fucking Montezuma rolled up and was like, nah, you guys fucked it up. Start from scratch. Kill this guy. <laughs> Fuck. Probably. It, 100%. It, I still am a firm believer of all those, the pyramids and stuff are either some sort of, the building blocks for them were done by an ancient civilization, like even further than that, of some tech, technology that's lost in history, because these, I mean, I get we're like, we're, we're a very smart civilization and like a, like very crafty species, but I just still... I, every time I look at these things, even when we went to Chichen Itza, I'm like, motherfucker. And they're doing the little the claps. echoes across. I'm like, how the time it would take to not only build this, but to craft all these little intricacies seems just, it seems too much. It seems too, and then it you seems go in, so much without power, without like energy, you know? Yeah. And then you go see some of the other structures that are around and you're like, okay, this seems more like us and it's all shitty and like so it looks like someone was like oh this piece will fucking fit ah oh, whatever <laughs> i'm like it, it, like it looks like it. it i'm like i recognize the work do you know what i mean where you're like it's uh it's, this is uh it's good enough that's what it looks like and these other things are so pristine i'm just like i don't my brain just will not buy into that these ancient civilizations built these themselves with no help just chiseling shit day in day out measuring from their fingertip to their heart 
<laughs> like it just it doesn't add up for me. Like we, but what you're saying, like we have these those variations in people today, people that can create ma- amazing things and have fucking minds that regular people can't even fathom. You know what I mean? Was well, one thing to come up with it. Of shit like us. It's one thing to come up with it yeah. and then enact a mobilize an army of workers who are yeah, skilled a, and then put it together perfectly. Yeah, but you have these people fucking terrified. They're going to do whatever the fuck you want. They're under your thumb. What you say, yeah, but they don't, they don't know that though. They, terrif- don't, they, you, they don't know that these people terrified, are terrified. They say inspired. <laughs> they, they don't, there's no, there's no documented evidence that this was slave driven or this was just people who love building or they, no. they, they have hey, no idea. Kn- Come help us out. If you don't want to help us out, that's fine. Meet us down in the caves. Uh, we're going to do a sacrifice later. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. Come to our star caves. Yeah, no big deal. Sw- swim in our mercury pool. Oh, death, de- death okay. I'm going to stay up here and build this. <laughs> yeah. Okay, um, if you want to. Yeah. Um, they did. Yeah, again, like we said, they did find evidence of human sacrifices. They found that a lot of the human sacrifices were... Uh, seemed to be uh, military uh, age. There were a lot of a majority was males. Uh, they said they could date the the bones from eighteen to forty in age, and they said that uh, judging by the bone composition and the mineral composition within the bones, they said that they were not. They were people that were not native to that area, so they were, uh, uh, they assumed that they were either war captives or you know prisoners of some sort. Right. Huh, dude. I still think something came, something helped them, and then they left. And these, whatever was there, there was the stories were passed down of something being there, and they were just trying to figure out how to like bring them back. So, also too, I was thinking like, I know like the conquistadors when they went around these ancient civilizations and like the ruins and stuff like that, and they would they destroy a lot of the stuff because they wanted to disprove any like previous intelligent cultures and things like that. Is there any evidence of anything like that at this fucking site? There was a great battle there actually where the fuck with like Cortez and crew were outnumbered and they were standing on the mound of Teotihuacan. Oh, and they, badass. they were, that's that's the story I read is they were standing on the mound as this like army approached and they had horseback and they ended up charging and killing a few people and getting away. But they were standing. The story is that they were standing on this mound and that's the reason the army was so mad because they knew this was like a magical structure, like magical place. But they stood on it like it was no big deal. That's the only, that's the only story I could find, and I don't know if it yeah, was true. Yeah, they did say, um, you know, there is some evidence that they said that the the city had been either sacked or there had been some sort of revolt, uprising, or something uh, at some point, uprising at some point. Uh, I know there was damage done to the temple of the feathered serpent. They said that there um, was perhaps some sort of there was a defacing of the monument. There's a lot of uh, the sculptures from one side had been removed uh, violently at some point. Uh, they also said that um, there 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 was evidence of looting, like widespread looting. Uh, Sounds like conquistadors written all over it. <laughs> yeah, yeah maybe seriously it could have been, though it could that's what happened. they did they robbed all the tombs broke all the fucking statues and shit like that took the took the gold yeah stripped the gold out except well i mean that city was abandoned previously long, long before. before yeah they didn't like, like 600 years i heard they seven, had squatters though. 800 years they had like random squatters that'd be hanging out <laughs> 
There's a little uh, tent uh, city in fucking uh, <laughs> <laughs> couple, <laughs> a couple yeah. of boa, boa constrictors on in the roof of the tent hanging out. Yeah. Anyways, let's uh let's go to the last temple, the last big temple, the last pyramid of Teotihuacan. If you go up northeast up the road of the Avenue of the Dead, you get to the Pyramid of the Moon. So let's do a little if you're not watching live stream, do a little 3D. This one is looks it has not been as restored as much yet it looks like a just like a, you know, the same pyramid as the Pyramid of the Sun, but 30% smaller, pretty much. Step Pyramid. Is it the... Now, here's I just just a curious question. Is it smaller than the Sun one because the Moon is smaller than the Sun? I didn't read that, but... Yes, I mean that... I mean, the, <laughs> <laughs> naming them the Pyramid yes, of factual. the Sun and the Moon, I think, is more of a... Uh, a Western culture thing more than anything. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they definitely wouldn't have known that they would have thought the moon was the same size because if you had a solar eclipse, it co- it completely covers the sun. So, I mean, they would have probably assumed that they're the same size. It would, it would make sense. You didn't have telescopes or satellites or anything. <laughs> you didn't have levels. We you know didn't of, have a bunch of, of shit and they were doing crazy stuff. So, <laughs> yeah. So the pyramid, I mean, those are the three main pyramids. The, uh, Pyramid of the Quetzalcoatl, like the Feathered Serpent, is the cool one because they found the possible Mercury and the, the actual, like, the representation of space in a tunnel, like, with the fucking pyrite yeah. and stuff. Like, that's just really cool. And they never even, that's a, re, that's a relatively new discovery in, ti- in like, archaeological, uh, what's the word? Yeah. Archaeological term times? Archaeological. Archaeological times. It's only yeah, 2003. 2003 I mean, and then released in what 2000? No, 2003 is when they found the sinkhole when they yeah, actually started found it. it. They didn't yeah. excavate that. They didn't excavate that tunnel till like late till like 2013, 2014. Well, that's when they, like they that's, wait, that's they when they were, released they finally released their findings cuz they didn't want to release before they had like a scientific something right. to go but on. They were still yeah. digging that thing out cuz I watched the videos of like when the early days of when they were digging it out and they were trying to like send remote control cars down the tunnel and things like that cuz the tunnel was completely filled uh at some point cuz they're saying that maybe at some point uh the the tunnel itself had been sealed off. Well, yeah, it looked like intentionally. To, yeah, to them it looked like there was stones blocking the entrance and the exit of the tunnel kind of thing so you couldn't actually get through the From tunnel. From the inside from the inside? Yeah, they had to remove oh, like so like fucking Same. a ton of rock out of there. They were doing like two inches a day excavation, like depth wise, like two inches like yeah. by hand with like a yeah. fucking hammer, chisel, they were and hoe. Receiving everything, yeah. like everything. Like as soon as they take a like you they did you take a shovel and then you gotta shake it. it out. Let's just say they did a better job than the Bosnian pyramids. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is there not a mini putt there now? Yeah, uh, I'm not sure if there's a mini putt or not. <laughs> Where are now. my healing caves? There might be a Some mini putt, but it's, it's off. It, from if, top if there's to a mini, if there's a mini putt, it's off off site a little bit, not right there. Well, if it doesn't have go karts, I don't want to go. I want to talk about one more thing before we do our final wrap up because there is What's one there? thing that doesn't make sense in the like human timeline, and that there's a is a whole bunch of things. But well, there's one particular thing is that they found. Mica, which Dan, what is mica? Do you really know what it is? It's a type of so, it's a hard mineral. Yeah, it's a hard mineral. Uh, mica is a it's it's remarkable in its uh, 
resistance to heat. Um, I know they use different forms of mica in electronics production. Uh, yeah, it's also in that area. It's also judged to be remarkably, also remarkably rare. Yeah, they they people. A lot of people say that the mica, which is found in every t- every temple and every pyramid at Teotihuacan, they can trace that mica back to Brazil, three thousand kilometers away. So that it starts. So it, they're trucking. They're trucking whatever. So like they knew it was rare, and they whatever they they had a use for it. Well, it it, it, it leads you down the theory that these cultures were not so separated as previously thought. Like there was actually may have been like a long trade route where, you know, right now, cause yeah. if you go with the current thing, it's like, yeah, they were there. The mines were there. The Aztecs were there and they, you know, they built the cultures and they fell from starvation or uprisings or war, blah, blah, blah. But they ne- no one has ever really made the connection that, well, maybe because of temples are so similar from, you know, Northern Mexico all the way to fucking, like way deep, like deep into South America that maybe that was actually not a spanning empire, but a spanning like trade route. Like they traded, like had like building, building secrets and minerals and a whole bunch of stuff that previously may have not been known and finding this mica in all these temples and chambers and pyramids kind of leads you down that road. Like, okay, well if they have that much, it wasn't like a, if they're building these over 200 years, which is they might they may have been, it wasn't just a like thing that they just got real quick. Well, so is this then, one of those things where like this mica putting it like say if you're putting it on walls and stuff, you say it's heat resistant, would it keep a room cooler? That's a good question. There was also too with with your thought, uh, Zell. There was they found fucking turquoise there, which is not native to that fucking land at all. There was a they recently turquoise? found a bunch of turquoise like a, ju- uh, a jade, jade right. Not tur- the tur- also jade, turquoise and jade's the same thing, is it not? No, it's not. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, with no the, turquoise the color- is a stone. It's a semi-precious stone. <laughs> yeah, but what I'm saying is the color of jade is fucking turquoise, is it not? That's what I thought. Yeah, so they found turquoise-colored fucking artifacts. No, I mean there's turquoise and jade. They found turquoise and jade at Teotihuacan. <laughs> oh, I always thought tur- turquoise was the color. Yeah. I always thought turquoise oh, they, was the color and jade both. was the mineral. No, there's turquoise stone, which they were known for just putting in their jewelry, and jadeite. There is jade in mm. South America, Mesoamerica, but they were known for that. And they're saying that's probably one of the reasons that Teotihuacan was so wealthy. It was actually like a huge wealthy because, or a huge amount of wealth because they were able to import all of these minerals semi-precious stones from different areas because uh they're judging that the teotihuacano culture perhaps had spread out or they had installed kings uh i know they had said that the at some point some uh some mayan uh stellas uh depict like uh foreigners coming in from different from different areas they would say from the west like in tikal and copan uh, those cities uh, further down south, and they said that they came in there and they took over those cities. Uh, and there, people are judging. You know, archaeologists are, are saying that perhaps it was the Teotihuacanos coming in and installing their own rulers in these in these city states. And so then um. they built this huge trade network uh, spanning from almost about the border of what is now between Mexico and the United States, all the way down to at least Guatemala, and perhaps even as far as Brazil now. 
It, you know, if uh, the mic. So they were in, they were installing inst- installing governments. So they were just doing the exact same thing we're doing now. They're just they're just uh, ancient America, ancient USA. I well, I mean, yes, they were ancient America because they were ancient Mesoamerica. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, but I mean, like, we talked about like as it being a New York City, like a melting point, like a melting pot. That makes sense if it was like, it was a like vast sprawling trade network, as people would be like, oh, tail. Teotihuacan, that's the place to be. Let's fucking get up there. Bring your business with you. Establish trade networks to your home country, your home whatever. Makes sense. It makes sense that that place would be so advanced compared to most places around there. I mean, there was Chichen Itza and a few other like big sacred sites, but that's the temple of the sun and moon are just like vastly bigger than anything else around there. It's cool. All around, just a cool place. And I hope when... <laughs> We can eventually go back unless all the airlines go bankrupt. It's a long, it's a long drive. It's a long drive. It's a long drive. Taking the Uh, final thoughts. Did they make it? What do you think the, what what do you think the, where it came from? Okay. I'll start it off. I think that, well, it seems that who, like the Aztecs and stuff stumbled upon Teotihuacan and repurposed it, but the original builders, no one really knows, and it makes me think that there was. I, I almost want to go with like an ancient, advanced civilization wiped out from cataclysm, like Graham Hancock and that, like that theory of like global cataclysm, like wiping someone out, and like they built this awesome shit because it doesn't seem to fit with like, especially if we don't have a wheel, you don't have steel tools, you don't have really any, ha- you don't have no stuff horses, that's, you don't really have stuff that you should need to build a project of that scale yet. It's there. So it makes me feel like someone built it, lost from history, and then re, like rediscovered and repurposed for like a newer civilization. That's what I think. I, I 100% agree. I think whatever was there was found, and these civilizations unlocked some of the secrets of like the, you know, the calendar days and whatever. And they based their religions on these structures and the mathematic put into them because they were like, look at these things, look at like where they are. Like they were, if you stumbled upon that in the woods, you'd be like, holy shit. Like I've, we've discovered, this has got to be where God lives, right? hundred percent. For sure. (laughs) Look at this. And that's why these, these were such places of worship and stuff. But I don't, I don't think these, these civilizations that we think, were involved in them were involved at all. I think as we've talked about it with Egypt and other uh, pyramids and ancient civilizations, I think these places were long abandoned, rediscovered and basically graffitied by these civilizations that found them. Possibly. Andrew. I mean, that's with all the reading I did, that's kind of what led me to believe like, but that I was reading biased fucking, you know what I mean? perspectives on it so it's kind of hard to say but like, oh we know s- what you mean oh shit sorry you picking up what i'm putting down is that, is <laughs> yeah, that oh, yeah. better is that better here's a shovel can you dig it can you dig it um but from you know what i mean my first hand fuck from first hand experience <laughs> uh seeing chichen itza like i i you know what i mean <laughs> i i know what you mean you know I what i know what you mean i i i just I've never seen anything created like that by man before. And I try to stay away from, you know, aliens giving everything to aliens, but like I blew my mind, man. 
It seems I, extraterrestrial. That's okay. I just can't fathom human beings creating something like that. I will say this again. Coming through the woods and seeing Chichen Itza, it doesn't look real. No. Mm, no. When you're coming through all. the trees. I was like, God damn, that is we like right away you see that you take a look at the structures around and you go, Yep, 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 that's us, that's us, that's us. And you see the actual Chichen and you go, No. What's, that is, what is this that? <laughs> this this doesn't like one of these things is not, not like the other. The other. Yeah, that crazy. was the first time in my life where I actually thought that there is a possibility for extraterrestrial life, <laughs> like legitimately. Like that's I was like, there just this doesn't make sense to me. My birth is not compute. Dan, what do you think? I think Teotihuacan is an extraordinarily mysterious uh, archaeological site. Uh, they they really have no. I mean, again, they don't have a full picture of what and who or what or who uh, actually built the city. The only evidence that we can go off is the the physical artifacts that they can find. And th- there's no writing. Uh, the, the, they, they, they think they have a hieroglyphic language, but it, it hasn't been uh, deciphered yet. Uh, the, the only real records uh, of, of, you know, historical value are the, the murals that they have found around the city that have, have been preserved in that semi-arid uh, environment luckily for us fortunately for us um so now what you can i think we vastly underestimate ancient cultures a lot yep because it's do very difficult to kind of put yourself anybody really to put yourself in the shoes of of how these people lived and how they thought back then and how fucking um, bored they were how fucking bored they were they had peyote um, how much they how much how much of their existence their you know their reason for living they connected with the movement of heavenly bodies uh with with the land uh you know with with signs or what they what they interpreted in their surroundings uh it, i think it's very difficult for us to see that today um, or, or kind of put yourself in their shoes or, or not shoes. They probably didn't wear shoes. Uh, so <laughs> <The> flip-flops. <laughs> so it, that, that complex sat abandoned for 600 years, something like that, like 600 years. At nobody least. lived there. Yeah. You know? And I think I, I try to, I try to put that in my head to, 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 you know, how can you, how can you conceive of 600 years, you know, in that area? It's hard. It's hard, hard to put in an, uh, especially not like an area that's like Rome or, you know, where there's a, a bunch of cultures all kind of mixed together. That area was like notoriously like just dudes fighting it out every day. Aztec, Maya, just like you got one culture sweeps in, takes everything out, you know, next one rises fuck up, shit up volcano explodes okay and then another culture comes in you thought 2020 was bad explodes. yeah <laughs> look at like, 200 ad that was a really bad year yeah for, t- yeah. for it lasted 2020 back then lasted for hundreds of years yeah the whole time um, it's the longer than the entire existence of america like you know yeah, and States. i don't it's crazy i don't think people appreciate like that 
that culture culturally that area and like also i wasn't really aware that mexico was that volcanically active yeah they got some you know where they had two volcanic significant volcanic eruptions in such a short amount of time geologically but again we got to think of it this way you know we've made the comparison that this is like the new york city the the, like the melting pot of the area now imagine new york city was just left abandoned for 600 years to be found by another civilization it's crazy to me that it's just abandoned like it's just forgotten about yep right like everyone every single person leaves and just no one stumbles upon it for 600 years if, if, it's just left. If you if New York City was abandoned for six hundred years and like the pump stopped working and the floods came in, though all those skyscrapers would tumble to the ground, be covered in God knows what. After six hundred years, it'd be a big mound of nothing. Listen. Yeah, and if people moved out of the city, imagine like if you didn't have a ho- if you didn't have horses, you didn't have the wheel. Like you know, people aren't going to go and that far out of their you know way what else to you have? explore everything. You know what else you have? You have fucking snakes and jaguars. I'm not going in those fucking <laughs> yes. bushes. Fuck Jaguars. Fuck These are also things Jaguar. that exist. Staying home. Mm. That's the that's the thing for me. I like them just vanishing out of this huge city for back in the time, and just like gone, and just to be left. Like to me, that is the like the the biggest mystery of how that happens. Like every like, imagine being the last person. You're fucking turning the lights off of fucking Teotihuacan. You're like, well. It's been a we good run. Try, we try to make a go of it. <laughs> yeah, it's bananas. I then think you put in your little fucking bindle and hike down the railroad tracks. I I think it's a great mystery. And of course, since we don't know really who did it, you can plug anything in there and you can tell me like, you know. Aliens scooped You can give up. me your best Aliens. guess, your best educated guess that is these cultures that moved in here. But I'd be like, but you're not saying it wasn't like some percentage aliens. Like, can't say it. You can't say it. You can't say it. Any of these can't fucking say structures. One hundred percent. Anyways, studying this one has uh, made me want to venture down some other awesome ancient ruins, especially in like South America, like Bolivia, and like all those areas, like uh, Puma Pumco, and like you know, I didn't get to go. I was scheduled to go, but I it uh, because of the whole shit didn't get to go to Machu Picchu and Cusco and like Sexes. What's that? Sexy human? The gigantic fortress. Sexy human? Sexy human? What Sexy human. Sexy human. <laughs> the gigantic fortresses of Peru. What kind of fucking club were you going to? <laughs> <laughs> fucking. I'm telling you, these fucking stones. Dude, these stones in Peru and other places are b- beyond mind boggling, and we'll get to them eventually. But that's, uh, is that all, all we got for Teotihuacan for today? Let's go. Let's, Let's get into go. some. Space news. Space news. Uh, this is an interesting. With all the new private companies going to space, all the satellites going in, all the countries going into space, trips to the moon, trips to the Mars, hotels in space. NASA has just released, and this is a badass name, the Artemis Accords, and this is the guidelines for humans to abide by. In space. In space. So this is uh, basically just sets of guidelines of you know what to do, and it's it's basically saying that um, they want to broker peace in space. I'm I'm sure this will go over well and be followed by everyone involved. Um, but they want like all technology that to go in space and make these space travels happen uh, to be shared with every other nation. Um, 
and the technologies to be, they should be compatible like the ISS where, you know, you can build off stuff and just a sharing of information and research found and just an overall, um, you know, a helping community moving forward. Yeah, it's based off the Outer Space Treaty of 1967, pretty much saying that all commercial activities should be available for all human use equally. So pretty much no one could take advantage of space. And you know that's not going to happen, but they're trying to yeah. do it. Yeah. They're, trying they're trying to do I it. mean, it's a cool name and it's a good, like it, it, you read it and you're like, yeah, we should do that. Are we going to do that? Nah. Nah. As soon as there's a profit to be made, that's out the fucking window. Space oil. Space oil. <laughs> Space oil. Space oil. Yeah. yeah. Hydrogen. As soon as we start mining that sweet, sweet dark matter. As as you just wait. Figure out how to I told be- you. Moon spices. When we find the spices, those delicious, delicious moon spices. Yeah, it just makes everything taste like three. cheese. I mean, Helium all three. you know, as soon as that fucking the shit happens, of the lunar wars, big space is gonna take over. That's game over. <laughs> big space, big, spice. Yeah. big, big spice. space, <laughs> big space spice. In conjunction with big spice. Yeah. yeah. Um, thousands of new satellites are scheduled to enter orbit, uh, and Astronomers are worried. Um, Earth is becoming increasingly congested uh, with more than 2,200 satellite launches to date. Um, The issue now is that with all these 400 Starlink satellites, it's making it hard for astronomers to view and study the stars because a lot of these satellites are bright in the sky and are interfering with um, scientific apparatuses. Yeah, those those st- uh, those uh, satellites are so bright in videos that people show. They're like, look at this. There's like a fucking row of like 150 lights. It's like blasting in a straight line across the horizon. Like, Woo. Then I would I would say to those astronomers who are uh, working from Earth based telescopes, if you want to see the stars, get to the moon, nerds. Yeah, get, the like, get us to moon. the moon already. Fuck. Yeah, let's go back. Let's get a moon base going. No better place than the dark side of the moon to look at the stars. Get on it. Well, it's not. It's not dark all the time, though. It gets it gets shined on. But yes, get out in space is the best place to view the galaxy. Space is the place. Space, space is the place. Um, um, anything else for space news? We got. Yeah, I got one more. One uh, more? Living on the space station leaves microbial. A microbial. Is it my saying that right? Microbial. microbial? Yeah. 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 Close Fingerprint on astronauts. So basically. If you if you're saying that you lived on the ISS, scientists can prove it. You've got some uh, you've got a, some sort of marker on you that says so. All those flat Earth people start buying the tests. Put um, what what do they call the astronauts again? Astronauts, <laughs> right? It, yeah, so it, now we can do a test. Is that a thing? That's really a thing. <laughs> Don't you remember David Wee saying that? David Wee said that. Astronauts. Said, oh, astronauts. And I was like, excellent. Yeah, you I guess from this thing they can Good one. They can tell from like your gut bacteria to like microorganisms on your skin if you've been in space or not, is what this article is saying from sciencealert.com. I don't exactly know, but yeah, there's got there's let's get a test. Let's fucking do it. There you go. Yeah. Uh it's mainly uh they're saying that it might be attributed to the uh diet that they have on the space station. They have a apparently the space the space astronauts uh eat pretty good on the space station they have like over 200 options of food or something like yeah, that that's all on a toothpaste uh, tube 
that's kind of, that's still cool. It's convenient. I mean, whatever. <laughs> um, I guess they eat pretty good up there and that they said that this potentially, uh, the gut microbes since gut, my, you know, gut, the, the, your whole gut biome, there's, there's a whole bunch of research going into that where they, you know, it dictates everything from like your mental state to your, uh, immune system. And yeah. so they're saying that this is kind of exciting to be like, well, you know, maybe this, this is, uh, a, you know, you can be optimistic and say that this will, uh, the increased microbial, you know, biome, whatever inside your stomach will help you be more resistant to infections Space or things AIDS. like that. Space AIDS. Space AIDS. Space AIDS. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Space. Cool. Now space is not the place <laughs> for AIDS. And, AIDS. Um, unfortunately, I have, there's no meteor coming to wipe us off the earth in 2020 uh, so far. Not yet. Not if you read the express.co.uk. It's just a meteor. To end end this ruling year. Yeah, something has come down here and wipe us out. In this this painful year. (laughs) We're going to have... I'm just waiting. Like, May has been rough. What's what's June got? (laughs) Bring it on. Murder Hornets. Oh, Um, wait, we already have those. Oh, fuck Murder Hornets. I don't even care about Murder Hornets. Um... so you got a theory of the week? Oh, we didn't talk about that before. I got one. Got I one? can throw one up Let's there. Let's do it. Yeah. Uh, I'll give it to uh, Randy. Randy. Randy's helped me. I bought a camera when I was like 18, and I fell out of love with taking pictures. I always wanted to take astrophotography. She got me back into it, helped me get my settings all set up, and I took a picture of the Big Dipper. It's really with, good. Uh, it's not that great, but it's, uh, it's pretty good. I was happy with it. Um, so now I got to wait for it. the. It, it was a full moon out too. It wasn't the ideal settings, but I got it. I got the Big Dipper. I had to use a lawn chair to set up the camera. It was a big. It was a big process. Uh, but Randy helped me all through the way. So thanks, Randy. You're our theorist of the week. Oh yeah. All right. I'm going to read uh, our newest supporters of the show, newest patrons. If you want some bonus content, after hours, and a bunch of other stuff, head over to patreon.com slash alien theorist theorizing. These are the newest supporters of the show. We have Bryce Crutcher. Sebus. Sebus? Fake. Kira. Chuck and Chris Nolan. You you can do that if you want to share. We're, we're not going to stop you. If you want to you want to team up and share a Patreon, no big deal. Will Wainick. Lamar, Lamar Scrotum, he wrote it, or she, someone wrote Lamar. Come on, Zell. Lamar Scrotum, that's a Come real on, word. Zell. That's really on here. Lamar Scrotum. IP Freely is next. Oh. Laura Bailey, Devin Cartelli, Marissa, Angela Tercero, <laughs> Cody Dixon, Brian Y. Krozik, Brianna Lemley, Charles DaCosta. And that is it for this week. Thank you very much for supporting the show. If you have any, if you're a new Patreon member and you have problems accessing the live feed or not the live feed, the, your own private RSS feed where you get all your bonus stuff, make sure to send us a message and I will make sure to get you going. Cause it's kind of confusing if you're not familiar with Patreon slash discord. Uh, and, and the show, I got band of the week. Band is called Into the Void. 
I'm gonna play a song of theirs called Electric Beauty. Good old. This is this is one of their lighter songs, but if you want to check them out, Down the Void on Spotify. They're like a hard rock band in the vein of black, old school Black Sabbath. But oh, this one, right this, on. this one's a little uh, a little lighter, a little easier to listen to, and this seems to be their single off their new album, which just came out this year. So check them out, Down the Void. Anything else? No, and as we always say at these end of these, <laughs> keep those eyes on the skies. 